Tasha Arena, and you're listening to episode five of Unapologetic. First of all, I think, well, there's multiple things. So here's a, a Latina woman. She's a woman. So there's two intersections of her, her identity that are coming into play because she was fired and there's been no talk of her being reinstated and she posted a picture in support of Black Lives Matter. There are five officers who are under federal investigation for falsifying reports and a litany of other things and they were reinstated because there's a shortage of officers under COVID-19, but yet there was a graduating class of 35 new officers. So shortage exactly where I'm not, I'm, I'm not seeing that. Um, and it also, the other thing that you pointed out you can be a black person in a blue uniform and you get to take off that that blue uniform, but you're still black. And there are undercover officers who show up at crime scenes who are treated like they are the perpetrators because they're not seen as being a part of the police force and having to explain, I'm an officer just like you. So we have to examine what those things mean. And when black officers are struck down in the line of duty, the Blue Lives Matter people are actually really quiet. So what Blue Life Matters? We've got to have a reckoning with how policing came to be in this country, which was from the fugitive slave catchers. And there, we've never discussed that. There's never been an evolution in policing from this place. And if we're gonna have healing, we have to talk about the parts that are ugly and the parts that hurt. And that is something that hurts. This is an institution that was set up to catch runaway enslaved people. So with that knowledge, when I see the brutality that comes out of policing, it's painful, but it's not surprising because what goes along with the fugitive slave catching are laws that we have on our books, like the Casual Slave Killing Act of 1619 in Virginia that basically said, if I leave you in the care of my enslaved person, like, so basically you're babysitting for simple terms. And if while you are watching my property, you uh, hurt it, kill it, damage it, you're not liable at all. Now, what does that sound like in 2020? Um, the uh, murders of Breonna Taylor, they're still free. We have to think about these things in a historical context, not because we want to keep re-traumatizing -traum ourselves, but because it matters. And again, how do we get from these places? Can we have real conversations about these things that exist in our society and the pain that they inflict today, the inequality that still exists? Because we've got to reckon with the biggest lie that was ever told. And that's in all of our founding documents, it's baked into the DNA of the United States. The inequality is baked in, and if you bake a cake, you know what the individual ingredients are, but you can't pull out the eggs after you bake the cake, you can't pull out the flour after you bake the cake, it's in the dang cake. And if you are allergic to any one of those ingredients, you can't eat the cake. Well, black and brown people are allergic to racism. We can't eat this cake. I mean, does that make it more palatable, understandable, digestible? Like if you think about it that way, like for the All Lives Matter folks, and if this house is on fire, we're not saying your house doesn't matter, but this house right here is burning. It needs the fire department. 
So we're not saying all, all lives don't matter. Right now we're talking about the black lives that are on fire, that are being obliterated in the street on TV. So when we take care of that situation, then we can say with absolute truth and certainty that yes, all lives matter. We've adjusted our social policies, our legislation, and everything else to make sure that that's actually true. If you want to correct a lie, tell the truth. <laughs>